Well, hello everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Uh, yours truly here, Roscoe at the helm, about to bring the two main men of the podcast, uh, the keeper of the data lake and uh, the other man who likes to come in off a long run. I think he's got a few things to unload on this week as well. Uh, I'm still recovering from um, the Vic Open, to be honest. Uh, it was a great week and uh, yeah, still in recovery mode. Uh, haven't picked up my prize yet of the driver. Yes, that is, that's right. Uh, the prize was confirmed. It's a driver for the long drive. Um, if I didn't tell you last week, I won the long drive. If you can indulge me for another hour and five minutes, I might tell you again. But the good news is of me winning a driver is that, uh, yes, we will be giving it away. I haven't got it yet, so I don't actually know what it is. It could be something from the Drummer Golf Network, of course it might be because they were a sponsor, but we will be giving it away on this podcast next week. Once I get it in my hands, um, we'll be giving a driver away. Might be the first ever big giveaway that we've done, but uh, be giving a driver away. Bring the guys in. Let's play the music. Gentlemen, good evening. Uh, how are we, Bo? Good. Good, thanks. We, we're probably going to have to deliver a little bit more with the uh, gentlemen, good evenings and uh, the openings uh, from moving forward. You know, the one word answers, probably not the best thing to get a podcast show off the road. But, I, uh, I said thanks at the end. Oh, no, no, fair enough. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll work on that in the, um, the non-existent team meeting that we have uh, in between <laughs> podcasts. Uh, what do you think about the um, – did I mention that I won the long draft? Um Giving the driver away. I don't know what it is. I hope it's something decent. But uh, I heard that you. I was going to ask you if you'd won a long drive down there because I got tagged in something and they were looking for the plaque. Yeah, probably hadn't been quite minted at the brasserie uh, as yet. Uh, the Scottish brass coming off the the Isle of Ailsa Crag or something like that. I don't know. Uh, no, we've been silly already. Um, but uh, I think that's a, that'd be a good thing to do for um, the uh, followers of the uh, podcast, the all six of them. A uh, good chance to win if you if you are a follower. Not many of you out there, so um, yeah, you might win a driver. Uh, you might have there might be a few stipulations. I don't know what the uh, YouTubeology and the um, Instagram and all of the other rules and regs are about giveaways, but whatever they are, um, YouTube blokes can tell me that and we can follow that. But uh, yeah, driver coming out, someone. Um, how is your week in golf, uh, Mike Caridi, Magic Mike? Yes. Was the Guinness um, fellow on hand this week? Is he down there on the peninsula somewhere? If he was, I'm beginning in a run. It's the the the, uh, the week of golf has not stopped, so I'm very weary. I've got calluses on calluses on my hands. How do you how do you do it? Like so, what what we're talking about is Mike Creedy has played how many holes? I don't remember. It was like two hundred and sixty, maybe. Two hundred and sixty odd holes in not many days. It's a fair mm. crack. Uh, is there a course, public access course, that you haven't covered down there? Uh, Rosebud North. Okay. Rosebud North. The only one. Everywhere else I've played, and it's only because Rosebud North's closed tomorrow for filming of the golf show. Otherwise, I'll be playing there tomorrow. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, have you ventured to the northern end of the peninsula, like my end of the Mornington Peninsula yet? No, just a bit too far. Because I'm based right down in the south, for anyone who's not in Melbourne, 
one sort of down the, you know, not far as Quartzy Stream, so down the little toe of the boot, because there's probably half a dozen courses or eight courses here, it's too difficult to travel half an hour back over the hill. <laughs> I'm yeah. spoiled. I'm too spoiled. Not going to get any sympathy from me, mate, that you, you can't drive up 35 minutes up the freeway there, uh, the pristine Mornington Peninsula Freeway, to go and check out uh, one of my other favourites, Mornington Golf Course. Uh, no, you saw... obviously doesn't love golf enough. Well... He is, sport. No. he is. They, in fantasy, is sport around where he is. Um, uh, Mornington at the top end of the Mornington Peninsula is, is has to be put on everyone's uh, radar. Um, check out a couple of my little drone pictures on Instagram, and also Devil Bend, uh, also a high quality course featured in many a Peninsula District Golf Association pennant stouches over the years. Big Chrissy Mew and my team had a had a big ding dong there. I think we might have lost to um. Rosebud there in a final once. I think it might have been a young Andrew Shonneville that was chirping away as only a young 14-year-old up-and-coming, you know, plus-two handicap whippersnapper could do to try and put off the opposition chirping from the sidelines. Um, great young man, Andrew Shonneville. Uh, but anyway... I did, my... I, did play with a, I did play with a Devil Band member on uh, two days ago at Flinders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lovely gentleman. Uh, joined up in the... In the Alan and Len, sorry. Len was a member from uh, from uh, Devil Bend and Alan was the uh, local member. Alan was 75, playing off 15 and wiped the floor with me. He had 40 points with a wipe off 15. Unbelievable goal. Uh, that's the beauty about turning up to a place that you've never been or don't go too often, uh, too, too often and be unplanned and just... Rocking with uh, whoever comes your way. It's one of the beauties about golf. That's one of the things I like. When I head overseas and, and go and play in Scotland, you know, people expect that um, I'm cavorting around all these high-end courses and whatever. And, and sure, sometimes the nice courses all your way through one way, shape or form. But, uh, you know, you're most as, li- as much as likely to find me, you know, playing at some random course with a random person and uh, the people you meet uh, make the experience all worthwhile so i hope you experience the same mike if you do watch on the youtube uh thanks again to the i think it might have been three you know youtube followers that we uh, gathered this week really appreciate every single uh click like uh, and subscribe thank you uh if you are watching on the youtube and you can only see uh mike um is a tile form um he's turned his video off because as abundant as the golf courses are in the southern end of the morning to peninsula the lack of abundance of internet presence is um nah, it's equally a data lake. Data. It's a data lake. you know there's my, a lot of data he's crunching today my, my just been, not, there's just not enough internet throughput for the data that he's diving into the amount of stats coming out of mike's uh gob um and I've got about eight golf courses open to the book of tea time tomorrow and tomorrow <laughs> afternoon as well. Uh, dear. Um, he's been preparing for the genesis at Riviera, which we'll talk about very shortly. Um, you didn't get an invite to Mornington. I just That was just like 6 o'clock uh, last night that I was down there with. Uh, that was It was a fun afternoon. I had to do a little bit of filming down there. And Mike Ferroni, former guest on the podcast, uh, the pro, one of Victoria's greatest ever club pros. Uh, been at Mornington for a number of years. He has an annual challenge with his staff in the pro shop. He has one, two, three uh, young trainees or pros that uh, work for him. Uh, two of them, one was coaching, so couldn't join, but two of them and Mike joined in their par three, annual par three challenge. He said, oh, we're doing the par three challenge. So you come come down and you know hang out with us. I said, yeah, fair enough. That's no problems. It'd be great. Uh, so I'll bring the camera. I'll film it. And um, 
they do. They play the 19th hole, which is that new signature par 3 at Mornington, which you can see with the, the green uh, Darius Oliver-inspired design. The green backs up onto the cliff there overlooking uh, the Port Phillip Bay. Uh, they play that nine times, and then they go to the 16th, the Volcano, uh, which is on the Instagram post, uh, and play that nine times. But they don't go play it once, come back, play it once, come back, play it once. They play three shots each, and then they put out three balls and keep the score, and they do that three times on each hole. And um, uh, Jared, Jared is the new uh, staff member down there. Uh, he's moved down from Mildura to do his traineeship, and uh, he was three under after three holes. So he's hit three shots on the first the first go and birdied each each one. So wow. uh, suffice to say, he blew them away. Yeah, Jared and uh, Mike uh, finished probably third amongst the team. So I had to take them all down to uh, Mornington and buy them hamburgers. Uh, anyway, Mornington Golf Club, get down there. What else happened uh, this week? I was at Yarra Yarra Golf Club today with the Australian Women's Golf Network. Uh, it's always fun being uh, with thirty women and being the only bloke there. Um, but the more that I hang out with groups of women on the golf course, uh, the more I start to understand what the requirements are of the game for, for women, new uh, that are, new women that are coming to the game of golf and what some of the hurdles are and what some of the barriers to entry or, or perceived barriers to entry. Some exist, some don't exist. Um, might, some might be a perception. But also just what people like me that are in the industry and also golf clubs do and don't offer. Um, so every time I get to hang out uh, with um, groups of uh, the women down there as part of the Australian Women's Golf Network, I just go down there and take some photos and videos for them and um, and learn along the way. It's always great. So Yarra Yarra, more importantly, um, the reason why I talk about that is Yarra Yarra. Have, if either of you been there recently? I'm uh, booked to go in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I haven't, time. haven't seen it since Mr. Tom got his hands on it. What a what a transformation. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I spoke a little bit to Andrew Bertram recent, bre- uh, recently, uh, not such a word, uh, briefly. And, uh, you know, so I don't know how close it is back to the original sort of foundations of what Yarra Yarra was, you know, 124 years ago. But uh, basically now, you know, all of the trees, the, the, it's been very dokeified. A lot of the trees, the sight lines through the course are all there. Uh, fairways are joined in, in certain parts. There's a bit of you bunkering. But it just looks magnificent when you get there and you can see all through the course. You can see several green complexes from, you know, the beautiful clubhouse that is Yarra Yarra. If you haven't seen it, check it out, that Spanish. So, so a lot of the stuff on the front nine, because the front nine was very, we'll call it tree laden, and there were some holes that were just diabolical um, off the tee and even in the approach shots on some holes because of the way the trees were. Yeah, no, well, it's all it's all sorted, but it just looks magnificent and you know, I like what they've done in some of that classic architecture in the states that they've returned to some of the original design. You know, I imagine that's what they've tried to do there. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what you think of it, Mike, when you get there. But Yarra Yarra, um, there wasn't a blade of grass out of place on the fairway. The the history in the um, the clubhouse uh, is immense. Uh, just a beautiful clubhouse. They've got a champions board there, and you know it's great to see some familiar names. Luke Simmons, a former colleague of mine, you know he's up there. Marcus Both is up there, but the pro that used to be at uh, Peninsula, what was his name? Benny Ferg was up there, former champion. Plus a whole heap of other other names that we all know, like Allenby's and I think Walter Hagen's name and Johnny Miller's names on there. So it's, you know they've got this big picture with you know these guys that you know we call our golf friends, and then they've got Johnny Miller's and Walter Hagen's and all these other names. It's great. Uh, anyway, um, Rocket. Why have you got Phil Mickelson's backdrop uh, or Phil Mickelson's Twitter profile as your backdrop? Because he blocked me. 
Rocket, is that is that like a claim to fame? Is that do you wear that as a badge of honor that you've been blocked by Phil, or is that a bit sad? Absolutely. In terms of the three biggest idiots on the platform, and just in golf in general at the moment, I, you know, I was. It's almost like a Boy Scouts. I was looking for all my badges. I had Patrick, Patrick Reed first. I had uh, Brandel, and uh, and now Phil. So I, I feel like I've got my full set of badges. And uh, and Phil has been quite busy with the thumb, the block, the block thumb this week, because he has blocked a lot of people. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. No laying up. Um, I think it's Jeff Shackelford, uh, Alan Shipnuck, like the, every man and his dog who is all the we'll call it golf Twitter and the people that report on it and stuff like that. He's pretty much like blocked everyone the whole saudi thing has completely blown up and he's just gone block crazy uh jeff shackleford had a you know he's not shy of having a bit of a swipe uh, <laughs> he's he, got a book coming out has he? Uh, was, or, is, or is it him and alan no i think it's jeff i think he's got a book coming out on on phil uh, he's got a great turn of phrase uh, in a witty sort of barbed way as uh, Jeff Shackelford when he's writing, when he when he disagrees with a point of view or, or a, you know, has an opinion on something, um, which is, you know, might be in this case like a generally held uh, opinion. He has a very funny way of writing. Um, it's, it's interesting to read. But I'm not surprised that if you got blocked, well, certainly I'm not surprised everyone. that Shackelford got blocked. Everyone. So what, everyone. what tipped... Because Phil's, you know, just to, for clarity, you know, for the length and time that you've been, you know, co-hosting this podcast, you've given Phil more than you've taken away from him. You know, he, he he's he's in credit. Yeah, you're in credit with him. You would have thought in terms of how much you've supported him, how much you've, you know, shared some love for Phil. What yeah, happened? Think, what was the tipping about point? All, you know, think about all the time. You know, you know, as as a as an avid listener of this podcast, which Phil is, you know, you would think that, you know, he would at least message me and say, just, you know, can you ease up on the Saudi slapping that I'm getting? You know, I appreciate all the love that you're giving me, but I never got a message like that. You know, I'm really disappointed that he didn't at least give me a heads up or at least sort of just go, look, you know, I'm going to block you for a couple of weeks because, you know, I've got to kind of feel like I've got to set an example. <laughs> but he never communicated. I don't know what's going on. He didn't I don't know what's going on. He didn't I come to know. he didn't come to you and say, "Look, I'm I'm nah. I'm, I'm building you as part of my ticket, and uh, I'm just going to yeah. just ease off, give me some time." And uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> that's funny. But you know, um, what set him off this week was I think it was originally that Charlie Hoffman, Charlie Charlie Hoffman took the drop at the waste management uh, after hitting it in the water. And then when he's taken the drop, he'd walked away to get a new stick out of the bag and the ball had taken it upon itself to then roll into the water. So he blew up a bit on Instagram to the rules officials and said, no wonder people want to leave and go to Saudi. And the two people that were quick to comment underneath and say, amen, brother, were Bryson and Phil. And so then everyone, went, everyone jumped on to Phil and... That's when I think he got his trigger hands out. It was no more thumbs up to the crowd. It was thumbs up to the block button. Yeah, and the, the thing, and and I, I think my comment, I think I used, <clears throat> I didn't call, I didn't call Charlie Hoffman Lee Harvey Oswald, but I might as well have, because I think Phil 
and Charlie live not far from each other down in San Diego. And I think they hang out a bit. So I wouldn't be, I believe Phil's Phil's obviously been in his ear, right? Because he would be chirping and chipping away at a lot of different people. And so Charlie's lost it. And he's come out and chirp, chirped on that one. And because you, you think about it, it's like all Phil's done is setting people up to be really and get them wound up, right? He's he's very convincing about his story, whether or not it's true or not. He just embellishes a lot of things, but does it in a way that might have, as you sit back and go, oh yeah, he's right. But but the thing is, though, it's it's not trying to make the tour better or do anything differently. It's all about. The, the Saudi stuff, right? And Phil's just a needler. He's a very good needler and sledger. And I, I actually think that he's used Charlie as a as a patsy, and uh, he's gone out there. Charlie's gone out there blazing, and Phil's sort of, you know, swinging from the back end, just you know, chiming in, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, Charlie. That's exactly what I think." When he's probably still almost like speaking what Phil's been in his ear about. So, you know. He'd be sly like that. Simple as that. And it's just, it's just so much irony. And it's just, it's just laughable. It's laughable. It was a pretty, what? it was a pretty silly comment from Charlie, wasn't it? Like, well, it's been deleted now. Oh, has it? No, right. Yeah, been deleted now. Although it was quite funny that you know he's doing that at an event that he's that's sponsored by his sponsor. Yeah. And then the next day. It was quite, he was in the little dub, the waste management truck, like talk, sort of uh, paraphrasing here. It's like he's cleaning up his mess. Yeah. It was quite funny, but still pretty. And and do you know what? Here's the other thing that's really funny is that Charlie Hoffman, like going on about the Saudi thing, he's actually the reason why the likes of Phil and Bryson have the have the Bryson bits. Because that's the argument. Like all this money, too much is equitable rather than all the stars getting all the money. He's the actual problem. That that, that that's the argument mm. for this for this Super League tour. That's the actual argument. So this is this is what this is what. So what are you, what are you saying? Like Charlie's over-indexing versus what what they're getting. He's bought into what Phil's saying, right? Mm. But what Charlie has not thought about is it's an elite tour. So they're trying to get like the top, say, 40 players, and that's it. Mm. Like this 40 players. Charlie, you're not one of them. Mm. And you're talking about going to the Saudi tour. You've been had, mate. You've literally been had. <laughs> Mike, you still with us down there? We can't see we can't see Mike, so um we've got to check in. We can see the uh, still here, mate. Still, still there? here. I okay. think I'm on I think I'm I think each time I speak I'm on a bit of delay. But other than that, hopefully it's coming through all right. No, no, we can hear you, except when you can, when we can't. Um uh, what was your take on all of that, uh, Charlie Hoffman, Phil and you know, going block blockchain crazy? Uh, yeah, Rocket's bang on. It's just weird. I mean Exactly what Rocket said is the case. I mean, these guys, these superstars, all these big names also, some are superstars like Phil, but Bryson's probably not that tier, but they're getting offered a lot of money to go somewhere and they're feeling like they should be getting that money because they're big hitters and aren't getting enough of the pie from the PGA Tour because the likes of Charlie are turning up to waste management and getting 
solid coin every time he turns up. Um, and they should be getting a share. I, I reckon someone I could be wrong, but I, I'm almost certain I heard a little while ago that Charlie Hoffman, I think it was on the Subpar podcast, Charlie Hoffman's actually got a shirt with um, his earnings at the Waste Management. Um, yes. His career earnings printed on it. Yes. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. It's the, it's, it's the it's colonial. <laughs> it's colonial. Colonial, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a shirt with colonial. Yeah, all-time money. Like yeah, all-time <laughs> money winner at the colonial. Yeah. And that, I mean, if you asked anyone who doesn't love golf like we love golf, who Charlie Hoffman is, I'd probably say, oh, he was that bloke from the Rain Man movie with Tom Cruise. <laughs> he wore the mullet before the mullet was fashionable. <laughs> yeah, and he had the yeah. flat bill. He had the flat bill before Ricky made it um, fashionable. He had the flat bill, the mullet, it. and uh, he was never a Terry two gloves, but he always wore a different colour glove. Like he, he strayed away from the white glove too, didn't he? he yeah, he loves the green glove. He loves green. Yeah. Yeah. The waste management green glove. Um, so just back to the blockage uh, rocket. So Patrick Reed, P. Reed, mm-hmm. and and the um, can only assume the burner account is this blocked you. Are you blocked on both spheres of that uh, um, quadrilla? Uh, well, I don't follow the the Justine's account, so um, I have no idea. Okay. So Might check it. Might change the golf facts. How how long ago did P. Reed? Um, Hit the button, the block button. I'm pretty sure that was um, post um, steam shovel. Okay. So uh, before the uh, President's Cup. And what about Bryzer? Uh Brandle. Oh, Brandle. Sorry, Brand, not Brand, Brand, Brandle. Bryzer. Uh, so Bryson uh, hasn't. Bryson hasn't blocked you. Probably, probably the one that nah, should have. Not yet. Yeah, probably the one that should have. But Brand, Brandle Chambly blocked I, you. I haven't. I haven't launched into Bryson much. Actually, uh, yeah, I do be, it all on here. Yeah, you do. Uh, Brandle, what did Brandle block you for? Uh, because he didn't like my take on the rollback. All oh, right, yeah, no, he's he's uh... he's he's come up with all these facts and stuff that yeah. were just complete, just garbage, just absolute, just garbage. And then uh, I, I hit him with a bit of actual facts and got blocked. Uh, did has he blocked Molica? Do you know? Probably. Probably. Uh, Matt Malika, thanks uh, once again for uh, the messages and the support. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, let us know. Let me know tomorrow morning at about 6.15 uh, by the time you um, listen to this and most of us are still getting out of bed. Uh, if uh, if you have actually been blocked by Brandel Chambly, uh, Matt Malika is the uh, chief chief CEO of the uh, Rollback Alliance, the Alliance. Um, well, what about the waste management while we're talking about it? Yeah, Harry, Harry, a, Harry Higgs got his kid off. Who Harry else? Higgs got his, Harry, they raised some, I think they raised some life. I was going to say raised some money. They raised some life. And uh, Joel Damon got his shirt off as well. There was a, a very good ace on that. Well, two aces in the end. Uh, I think it was Saturday and Sunday. There was an ace on each day. Um, but to me, it was you know probably a little bit like the tournament and what it's turned into. It was... Um, really is all about people going there and getting completely gassed. Um, and that's it. The tournament ended yeah. in a playoff. Um, I really like the bit where um, Patrick Cantlay did that thing where he walks around like a robot and gives no jazz at all to the crowd. And 
but he's quickly becoming a guy that I just is. He there's so many golfers that we love, right? With even or hate, you know, and say oh, they like no people got an opinion about Bryson or they they love Tiger or it's something that everyone's got something about them, you know, like we just said, then Harry Hicks, you know, Patrick Cantlay has got yeah, he's an exceptional golfer, probably the best right now, probably the number one golfer on the planet. But geez, he's just got no personality, <laughs> like zero. And he's and he's and he's, un- and he's he doesn't shy away from it either, right? So even when he talks about it, he said, um, you know, you shouldn't be. I think that he was asked about the tour, and he was like, you know, your your performance should be dictate what you get paid. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. But if I'm tipping money in as a sponsor, yeah, I wouldn't be chasing him for to be uh, sitting on any half time Super Bowl commercial. But no, he um. I was really happy to see Scotty Scheffler win and whether it's a monkey off the back of him or it's probably a gorilla by this stage. That was a really good putt on the third playoff hole um, to get it. Um, it was a poor hole to have on, on that course. Um, I think I tweeted it. I did tweet it. I mean, 17 to drivable par four, put him there. Give it, give him the reins and say, right, if you want to win this, here's a drivable par four to with water down the left. Uh, go and win it. Don't put this par four in that's they're all hitting driver, which takes water completely out of play. They're hitting it in the rough, still making pars. Uh, it was just pretty boring play, to be honest. Or, or change the pin on 16, put it in a spot that is basically just birdie central and yep. just go there. Start there, make 17 the next one after that. Yeah, exactly. What, yeah, what, I mean, what a place to do a playoff. It's like, you know, we're going to put this pin in a spot that you're going to actually have to attack. Yeah. Could you imagine the adrenaline? Oh, my God. Gap wedges in. With that crowd. Off the tee. Everyone going bunter. Oh my god! It would be, yeah. it would be absolute just. It would have been good. crazy. It would be crazy. The um, the probably the feel good story of the week was Sahith Tagala. Um, disappointing. He didn't get to the playoff. He he uh, was pretty unlucky on seventeen. Hit the hit the driving iron or the hybrid off the tee to kind of in the middle. Didn't really go for it. Didn't really lay up on the drivable par four and popped a big forward bounce and rolled into the drink and. Missed the playoff by one shot, so that was a bit disappointing. But he's um he's clearly a talent, so uh, this is his first full year on tour, so out of off the corn ferry, so he will be back, I'm sure. I hope he is. Um, our boy Herbie uh, missed the cut, but I don't know if anyone was following some of Jamie Glazier's pictures because he was over there with uh, Team Herbie, and it just showed you at, at another level some of the um, size and scale of those erections that are around some of those holes like it's not just the 16th it's many, many oh this off 17t 17 yeah stupid like it's yeah it's overwhelming yeah like it doesn't all look those, it doesn't look like those, a golf course although zach johnson did another um whoopsie off the tee there <laughs> did he yeah zach johnson because it, it was like it was like a half sort of turnaround sort of just thing and flipped it was that yeah, just yeah, he's just having a practice swing. He teed his ball yeah. up, had a practice swing, and clipped it. There's Zach yeah. Johnson. Oh, That's oh, so good. Oh. God, he's got to stop. He's got to move on from that. Someone's going to call him on it. <laughs> uh, how do we go on the uh, tipsters uh, tweet? The, the tipsters, the Molov Golf uh, tipping uh, the charts, which tapers. is still not too late. Still not too late to get to get on. Uh, the the leaders have a little bit of a run, courtesy of a couple of wins, but it, that's all it takes. It only takes a couple a, a win to catapult you up into contention. So it's not too late to get on. 
There's over 60, well, 60 in it. Uh, I'm 16th. I think Rockets usurped me as the leader of this pack. Rockets 15th. 15th. You're 18th. Oh, jeepers. Uh, I'm 32nd. Um, this week, the big winners were Old Salty. Old Salty yeah. and Pax, the single figure, both people, Scotty Sheffler. <laughs> oh. um, and a mate of mine, Jamie, up in Queensland, he was um, he was a missed out, missed out in the playoff. He had Patrick Cantlay. But um, like you said, Ross, there is certainly so many tournaments left in the season. Um, first prize this week got them 1.5 million, just under. The leader's on 2 million. So if you join up now and pick the winner this week at Riviera, mm. you can be top five pretty Well, Salty Dan was way down. He was backpacking. He was down lower, as low as you, uh, Magic. And whoa, 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 whoa. Well, he was down there, and uh, and he's just catapulted up to the front. Uh, Dan will be up there doing a little Dan dance uh, up there in Ballon. Hey, if Will Zalatoris can jump on the tour at any stage and then make it into the top 25 but still not be eligible for the awards, we, we still offer awards, unlike the PGA Tour. Exactly um, right. We will have, we will have a, an award uh, for in the, the lead-up of the Masters. So, you know, we'll have a, like a Q1 award. Before the Masters, we might have a little bit of a Masters special. Uh, if you are part of this, um, now it's not connected to drum and golf. We might give a drum and golf away, but it's not drum and it's not a drum and golf program. So don't don't uh, at me on the dumb, drum and golf Instagram saying where's my prize for winning the tips of competition. It's nothing to do with drum and golf, but we're going to give a drum and golf uh, voucher away or something to the effect of. Um, of course, it's going to come from drum and golf if uh, if it's coming from me. Um, but it's not related to drum and golf, so don't send me a message over on the, any of the drum and golf socials, please. Um, send us a message directly to Magic Mike or to Rocket if he hasn't blocked you or you're not, you haven't blocked him. Uh, yeah, well, it's more like more likely someone's blocked. Yes, if you haven't blocked him, or send it to, send it to me directly at ross.flanagan.golf or at my love of golf, of course. Um, so yeah, I went with Bubba. Um, he, he finished 16th or so. That's right. Um, who did you guys have? I had Russell Henley. He went. He went. Uh, he made a cup. He didn't do anything spectacular. Got me forty-five k. Rocket had Maxi. Maxi yeah. was in it for a long way. Yeah, I know. His 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 putting was very ordinary all week. Is anyone uh, picked someone that they sort of wish they still had moving forward? Yeah, is Max one of the ones that you probably think now that you might have kept him for something else in your pocket there, uh, Rocket Man? Uh, the only one I would have thought about keeping him for is actually going back to back this week. Right. About it. Cantlow's the only one I've used that I wish I'd kept. I mean, he could easily have won last week or two weeks ago. So he didn't do it. So he's the only one I wish I'd kept. But everyone else I'm happy to burn. Uh, the nomadic golfer reached out and um, to me and sent me a message. Uh, he's travelling around Tasmania at the moment for a five-month sojourn playing every golf course in Tasmania. Uh, it sounds like he's having a magic, unbelievable time. Um, we might we might grab uh, Tony on one time. Um, he's he's given me his phone number and he might jump on. But uh, you know, just a few little congratulatory uh, notes. Um, he was he was a new listener. Uh, he thought that we were sticking up for I think Phil last week, and he was about to switch off. But then he heard you know the story play out. Um, <laughs> he heard he heard the story play out and he, he was he was back on we nearly had him off but he was back on after he you know heard you play the story of uh you know what you think of phil and what he's doing um so tony uh safe driving down there in uh, tassie i'm not sure what sort of caravan he's got but rocket is a new age caravan man um 
but yeah, I'm, I'm a Jayco man myself. Um, hopefully, hopefully he gets up into uh, you know don't do it in the winter time, but uh, gets up into the Highlands and plays Ooze Golf Club and, and a bit of Taralea, the old uh, hunting ground um, for for me when I was growing up. It sounds like uh, Tasmania is full of interesting, quirky little nine holers in in every mm-hmm. co- every corner, which mm-hmm. you know like positioned on cliff tops over the water and you know in mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful other spots so uh yep. it's it sounds intriguing uh, one day rocket we're allowed to go to tasmania um we can we should go and do it <laughs> we're, we're not allowed to go and see my mate ryan who's over at uh, mount hut or the cook mount cook mountain over there just out of christchurch at a golf course as, as manager of a hotel we're not allowed to go and see him yet but when we do uh he sent me some pictures of his uh, digs we'll be going across there uh boys uh one day we will don't worry about that um but speaking of golf travel the the open it's back it's back on the agenda for me i know everyone knows i'm going to scotland but it's it's seriously on the agenda and i'm i'm making my people are talking to my the, the people about uh how we can, how i can get to the open exciting times have we got any uh any leads on passes my pe- the people the, my, my my management team, my management team. Uh, no, we're just trying. Um, it was great to see Matty Griffin uh, qualify. We we spoke last Thursday, and obviously the tournament uh, at 13th Beach had just kicked off. Uh, on the Wednesday afternoon, I had maybe 40 minutes with Matty on the range, uh, testing out the new full swing kit launch monitor. Uh, but then we did a quick what's in the bag video. It was like five minutes. So I said, Matty, I've got the video here. Let's just do this and see if we can make it something for, for uh, the YouTube thing. And uh, we talked about the carrot of the three open spots. And lo and behold, tournament tournament hardened Matty Griffin grabs the, uh, the last spot. So um, he's off to school. Do Scotland. you know what he should be doing for the next five months? He should be... Uh, At the big swing golf with the full swing simulators. Yeah. Playing St Andrews twice a day. Well, I talked in to the, all conditions. I talked to the boss of um, Big Swing Golf, and on one of my simulators, uh, we've got a new version. It's the Full Swing Golf software, so it's not E6. If you've played on a simulator somewhere around, you know, on the Flight Scope or the TrackMan or whatever version that you've played simulator golf on, it's usually going to be on E6 software. So it's gaming software and everyone uses it and full swing golf use it too but as a technology company they've built their own and they remapped all of the um tpc courses so on the um, my middle simulator my widescreen there's only one of three widescreens in the country uh, on the widescreen in the middle of the melbourne venue you can play on the new software and it's got a new version of st andrews and i tell you what without so being you get, there so you get to hit out of hit from out of bounds on the on the new course on 17? Uh, on 17 on the new course. On yeah, the, so during the Open, oh, the 17th yeah. tee is out of bounds. Yeah, no, I actually park my car down there sometimes. Uh, it's not on the new course. The new course is on the other side. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, it's in – it's it's like uh, – it might be on the new course. It might be on, it might be on the new course. Yeah, it's in the hotel or just before the Fairmont there. Yeah, that's right. Well, not, not the Fairmont, but it's down there anyway. Um no, you don't hit from back there. But the, anyway, back to the point. Sorry, we're dribbling. Uh, the software is, is great. I've made some video of it, and I'll, I'll make a better video. Now I'm getting better at making videos, but uh, it's unbelievable. Like 
I hit on the 16th. And I remember I played there once nine years, ten years ago. And I was playing a match. Um, we were playing against a girl from uh, the University of Texas A&M. Uh, she just joined us as a single and I was playing with my mate Steph from the Mornington. Uh, he was over there caddying, one of his caddy mates. And we were playing the 16th, as you know, out of bounds down the right-hand side. I had a bit of a score going. I didn't want to hit it out of bounds down the right, so I've pull hooked it. And it goes into this culvert on the left-hand side. And if you've, you've played it, there, you probably know St Andrews and you probably know that culvert that I'm talking about separates whatever the next hole is on the other side. Two. Two. And... Uh, in the simulator one day, I was playing against someone and we got there and we were playing another match and I was trying to get into their head, being, being a smart, eh? And uh, I said, you know what, I played this hole and I pulled it left because I didn't want to go out of bounds. You know, out of bounds on the right and you don't want to go out of bounds. And I played exactly the same shot, the anti-out of bounds, pull, hook, left. And as the ball sailed into the culvert, so therefore exactly the same sort of distance that I hit it off the tee in real life, this massive sense of deja vu just enveloped me. It was unbelievable. And like, I thought you were going to say you saw your divot, and I'll be like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> I tell you what, those simulators are good, but they're not that good. Um, no divots on St Andrews when you're playing off the simulator. He, he, he won longest drive virtually. That's exactly. Well, I, win it, I win long drive every time I play the virtual simulator. When you simulator. were playing on that simulator, were you playing with Minwoo? Uh, <laughs> I, could, I, I could do that if we I wanted. Yeah. I could set that up. No, but seriousness, uh, it's, it's really good. I did... Silly, um, stupidly asked Matt, and it was probably probably in the top five dumbest questions I've ever asked uh, a podcast guest, uh, let alone uh, a winner on multiple tours around the world, uh, including Australia, including you know, Korea, uh, including New Zealand. I said, hey, Matt, you played at St Andrews before? And like within a second, it was like, yeah, only 12 times, Ross. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, because he would have played Dunhill Links. He played, like the, he played the Dunhill Links for that. I, I knew it. As soon as I hit Santa, like, you know the answer to this. Well, you're an idiot. Anyway. I thought you were going to say you asked him if you could carry the bag. No, I'm not that silly. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, it was a dumb question, but I'm not going to ask that much of a dumb question. I'm sure that uh, Matt Griffin, in his second attempt at the Open, he played at Royal Birkdale in 217. Uh, you were there? Were you, was that the one you were at, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he played there, missed the cut by two shots, uh, unfortunately. But um, I remember I was in Scotland at the same time. No, I wouldn't ask him that. You know, would I ask him, can I catch up with him beforehand and do another what's in the bag for the Open video? Absolutely. Uh, he actually offered. But, um, yeah, anyway, the Open's back on. Project Open. What's this space? If you're in Scotland yeah. listening, uh, you know, if you've got a spare square foot of floor space that maybe might want to put a sleeping bag and a camera bag under uh, so I can put my head on it. That'd be great because uh, I'll be jet lagged. Mate up at North Berwick. What's that? He's not at St Andrews. No, but he's, no, he's still in Scotland. Yeah, that's even <laughs> further away from where I'm staying. <laughs> like it's closer as the crow flies across the water, but um, he's not at North Berwick anyway. He lives in Edinburgh, is our mate Josh. Um, he sent me a message tonight. He wants to know what driver to buy. Or maybe you can get into the competition. Well, <laughs> he wants to know what driver to buy. I said, well, he said, what am I using? I said, I'm using the Titus TSI 3. He said, I said, but don't take my recommendation. Take Jeff Ogilvie's recommendation because the other day he said, it's the best driver at Titus they've ever made. So there you go. That's a big call. When, and I said, don't listen. When Jeff Ogilvie says it's something's that good, when you swing as well and metronomically like Jeff Ogilvie, you listen to that. 
Because the 975D is still probably one of the best drivers ever made. Uh, do you know who was on the Metalwoods team when that driver was uh, conceived, so I'm led to believe? Bob Vokey. Huh. Hmm. Not surprised. It was after that after that time and his success in one of those early might not be nine nine seven five, but it was that era that ilk of those drivers that really good those really good ones, and I'll find out. But it was after that he left to go to um Vokey Wedges. There you go. Uh, what else? Uh, we've got to we go for our picks for uh, Riviera this week. Okay. Mine was easy. Uh, I've gone with Adam Scott. Yep. Good record here. Hmm. Very good record. I've gone with Hideki. Hideki this week. Uh, Adam Scott, his last, you know, in his last 10 or so starts, 21st, 17th, 10th, 2nd, 11th. He won it in 2020, poor Max, when he's seventh in 2019. So he's had a lot of top 20s. Very, very good results here. Seems to be my trend at the moment. You know, I'm picking top sort of mid-teens win, winners, you know, mid-teen place getters. So it's good Mate. to it's good to get $100,000 in the bank, but um, you know, I haven't got that uh, $275,000 to plus yet. So anyway. Horse, horse. That's all you can. That's all. Never a bad bet. Never a bad pick on uh, someone who likes playing at a course. Same as anything else. If they got a good vibes there and good feels and like like hitting the ball, ball and know the suits their eye. Always a good pick. I did see that Adam's playing a practice round with Minwoo, so yeah, maybe there's a bit of rub off vibe there. Um, Rocket, who did you pick? Well, you you guys have just taken my one and two. Oh, really? <laughs> you can pick the same one. No, I can't do that. The only person that's not going to follow me again is Pulse. I'm going to go Fitzmagic. Yep. Mm. Solid. I think he's had a couple of good results here as well, hasn't mm. he? Yeah, he was, he, was there, he was thereabouts last year, and I think he had a bad final round. And I finished in, I think it was in the 30th year before. And then sort it's, of, it's, it, it's the right sort of course for him. He's finished tenth last week at Phoenix, sixth at Pebble. So that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good form coming in. Yeah. Fits magic. Like it. Uh, who are the power? Who are the power greens players? Aussies. Aussies. Okay. Uh, Aussies and South Africans. Yeah, because last year Cam Smith, Maddie Jones, because um, Maddie Jones played with. Max and Taylor Gooch in the final round. Um, who else? I know Adam Scott's obviously played well there. And then uh, I think Leash has been a contender at times as well. Yep. Baker Finch used to play this one really well. Yeah, you either like it or you don't. Certainly, yeah. you know, it's like everything else when you see these guys grass they grew up on or the grass they like putting on, they tend to uh, shine in those tournaments and then kind of go disappearing. Is, uh, is Cole playing? Anyway. Cole is playing, but on Data Lake, he did not come up. So either, hmm. either I'm missing my missing him out of this. No, he's there. He's definitely there. Yeah, he finished uh, 43rd last year in 2016 before. He ranks 
uh, shockingly, 19th. I thought it'd be much higher, which was why I was a bit surprised. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's almost like that time of the year. It's not like he's he's never quite been informed this time of the year. He actually just re-signed with um, TaylorMade. I think they've had to uh, they've had to deep put their hands a little bit deeper into the pockets to uh, yeah. secure the uh, the uh, young man. Well, this week I've looked at strokes gain approach, which you know guys will hear me talk about a lot. Ball striking, TD green, uh, and then the three stats are kind of a little bit different. Uh, strokes gain around the green because you're going to need to scramble a bit. Bogey avoidance, so who's the guys that can really limit the damage? And then one that I like is driving distance. Uh, not, a, not a stat I love. I normally go strokes gain off the tee, which takes an accuracy as well, but it's a pure distance. When you look at those stats, why Cole dropped down a little bit is because around the green, he ranks 173rd. That scrambling is not, you know, that around the green stuff. Yeah, not especially there, because it's all Kokuyu and stuff like yeah. that. It's a bit, it's a bit gnarly. It's and, a little bit like um, Victor. You know, Victor's, he's, he, when he has his words out, you get nervous. He's world yeah. class, but you get nervous when he's got that in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is that you think, so kind of this time, this time last year, um, Cole was not flying like he was by the time the middle of the year came about. Yeah. Okay. So that's our tips. Riviera, one of your favourite courses, Rocket? Absolutely. Played what's it? The, uh, you played what's it? The da- what's the- no. No, okay. On um, PGA Tour. Tiger Woods, I have. I played. Um, I played golf today with the mate Scotty McGregor. He played Riv when he was over there. Enjoyed it. Didn't didn't love it, but enjoyed it. He said. Yeah, loved I, th- the, I, th- I loved think the uh, the holes that everyone knows. Yeah, I think the course needs a little bit of a a restoration back to its original glory because it's still not. It's not exactly how it was. When um, Mr. Thomas um, built it, it's a little bit different. Mike Ferroni puts it as one of his favourite courses he's ever played. He's played Cypress Point. He's played everywhere. Um, but he, he absolutely loves it. Absolutely loves Riviera. If anyone wants to get me to read and Cypress, I'm happy to judge whether they stack up against Rosebud South. Okay. How was Rosebud South? I think a man of your ilk would uh, rip it apart. I'm not. I'm not a super long driver, so I hit the ball okay. And especially with the new Callaway uh, Epic driver, which is one I would recommend. Um, yeah, I found that I could hit the ball uh, past pots that probably weren't really in play for me. And I'm not a big hitter. Not for both back tees, blue tees, but um, yeah. It was, it was, I've been told the North is the better course of the two, but um, no, it wasn't a bad course. It wasn't a bad afternoon. I played St. Andrew's Beach in the morning. So of the two, I probably preferred St. Andrew's Beach, obviously. But no, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad day. When are you heading back to the city? Uh, Heading back on Friday. So tomorrow, I haven't decided where I'm playing yet. And then Friday, I'm cruising back via Sandhurst. I'm playing Sandhurst in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, how did Scotty McGregor hit him? Scotty Scotty hit the ball a very, very long way. Uh, I gave him two shots and he got me by four stable for points. So he got me today. 
uh, but no, he hits the ball a very, very long way. Uh, very good. Now, European Tour? Oh, not European Tour. So wash my mouth out with... Um, DP World Tour? DP World Tour soap. Uh, one, um, one question quickly. Oh, yeah. uh, Mike, uh, what's happening? Who's, who's popping up at the top of the data lake? Sorry. Data lake. Uh, well, the names that are at the top of the data lake are the ones that you'd expect to see up there, uh, which is Hideki, who's my pick. Uh, Justin Thomas comes up number two. Oh, first bucket. Sam Burns, Zalatoris, Gooch, Shoffley, M, Ram, Cam Smith, Henley, Sheffler, Cantlay. So they're all, you know, yeah. people you'd expect. But the one who slots in at third is probably a bit under the radar is Luke List. Luke List is sort of shopping around 80 to 1, and he comes up third. So I've had a few, as you would say, rocket shekels on him, <laughs> just in case he does something special. Uh, and I've also had a very small, um, a couple of very small bets on guys at massive odds, Mav McNeely and Joel Damon, who I think Mav played well here. Um, was it Joel Dees played here. Joel well. played well here and played well, played well last week. Or played well, played well. Yeah, so played well in the last couple of weeks. So that's the uh, dialogue. DP World Tour. Um, no tournament this week. So I said they have no tournament because they've canned a few because of COVID. Is that right? Well, it looks like uh, the Qatar Masters is postponed and then the Indian Open, which was due to follow, has been cancelled. Yeah, but someone, um, I was listening to the Tool Junkies podcast this week and they, they mentioned being, two boys being from Georgia, being from uh, near, near Augusta. They were like, what? They've cancelled because of COVID. That sort of thing. Like, that's Americans don't, don't know that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I was surprised, to be honest. Like, I was very surprised to hear that, um, that that was the reason. I could be wrong. Someone correct me if I am. Uh, well, last, last week was Foxy. Last week, Foxy. And what a great story for the big man. Uh, Foxy, I don't know. I've never met him. But uh, everyone that I know that have that has met him and played in a pro-am or have played with him on tour uh, have nothing but fond words to say about the big Fox man. And... Uh, but him, you know, if you follow that journey of Ryan playing on the European tour, uh, going home, I think he's probably done equal or maybe more hours in quarantine than Wade Ormsby. And uh, it has been very hard for him to come in and go out of New Zealand, almost impossible in many respects. Um, but for him to get that win, you know, obviously then you know, secure his future, immediate future on that tour up for a little bit longer uh, is good to see. It's just good to see someone from this part of the world who has fine player and probably hadn't you know hadn't got the wins uh in the last few years it probably could have should have had the chances a few times but uh yeah it's good to see the big fella up there because uh you know he knows how to play golf my way uh hit it long and hard as he can does hit it a long way um but uh yeah good to see him minus 22 beat uh roscoe fisher so um well he i think i was just saying to you guys before we started recording I've heard that um, Sam, uh, Sean Norris, sorry, not Sam, Sean Norris of South Africa did him a little putting alignment tip just before the tournament started, and he's had a great week on strokes game putting. So I think he's probably going to need to slip in a little little share of his 300,000 uh, euro first prize. Do you know what the tip was? Do you know what I don't know. No, I just, I just uh, Ben Coley, a good reporter from the UK, was talking about it mid-tour, mid basically, and um, tournament, basically saying, if he hangs on here, he's going he's gonna to need to send out some thank yous to Sean Knight. I'll find out and um, we can share it on socials. 
Uh, top Scott last week was Connor Syme. Uh, Bobby McIntyre is very frustrated with himself. Minus 14. Uh, cracked the, uh, busted a driver, had to get a new one. Wasn't the same after he uh, had to replace the driver. Um, who else? Sandy uh, Scotty Jamison, uh, Davey Law, Craig Howie from uh, People's Golf Club, uh, Richie Ramsey. Yeah, a few Scots, but um, David Drysdale. Um, any other, any Aussies? Uh, Scotty uh, Scrivener, your mate, um, your mate Rocket. Actually, one, um, the pirate. The um, one thing I was going to say when he talked about how far Foxy hits it, last time I was, no, last time, second last time I was down at King Island on the first tee, and he'd been down there not long before. And anyone who's played Kate Wickham knows it's nice, reasonably gentle handshake to open play, but normally hitting into the wind, and he got there and drove the first run. Um, I'll look up what the, how far it is, but... <laughs> It's not it's not drivable for for me, especially not off the back tee. So yeah, it puts it into perspective. It's something that he does above. You know, he's he's two two three strokes around on the field in strokes gained um, driving distance. I wonder what shape shot he hit on that tee because it obviously sets up for a, a fade. But yeah, you know, would he have taken a draw out over the over the cliff tops and just let over it come back in? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't I can't remember the entry point into the green. Uh, from the tee, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't survey the entry point to the green from the tee. Funnily enough, um, no, I um no, no, I wasn't either. I was just trying to get something that wasn't off the cliff um, and wasn't in, in left. Um, but we played this dead, dead still, um, and we played off the normal tees, and I'm, you know, I would have still had 100, 110 in. So um, I'm not putting myself anywhere near his class, but. Even with dead still with 110 left, he's he's knocking it on. That's that's. Uh, Vic Open, um, big Dimmy Papadatos. Big Dimmy, the Greek freak. Solid, solid unit. Solid, solid boy. Solid golf uh, to win that tournament. Um, is it his second time there? Isn't it second second win at the Vic Open? I uh, believe you could be right. Yeah, it's set up well for him, those sorts of, um, sorts of courses. I reckon he played well at Munich a year or two ago as well. Seems to play those quite well, which is, yeah, makes him a, um, a good pick. And he had a good solid week. And uh, Hannah Green, first win on uh, home soil. Yep, which is good. I think we said it last week. For someone to come back of the profile of her in the women's game in Australia, it's a lot of pressure for her to perform, you know. Nothing worse than for her to come back and miss the card or just not play the way she wants to. So to come win, I think she nearly went wire to wire. Uh, just shows the class and, yeah, she delivered, which was excellent. Great to see the, the crowds down there. Uh, there was a lot of people down there supporting and uh, just shows how valuable that tournament is to the area uh, and how valuable it is to Australian golf and how the Victorians, uh, you know, Greater Melbourne and the Bellarine Peninsula and all parts in between uh, support it and... Can't wait for it to come back on, you know, who knows what status it's going to, you know, regain in the coming year. Uh, but if it got back to LET, LPGA, Europe, uh, DP World, who knows, maybe something else. Um, that'd be Actually awesome. Actually growing the game. Yeah. Hmm. Actually growing the game. Not token statements being thrown around with uh, bags of cash. Yeah. Hanging off the end of it. Is, yeah. what, is what you're getting at. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Just the, the old um, 
Larry lip service from all the other people that are just trying to claim that I'm filling my car boot with with blood soaked money is growing the game. That's eh, not growing the game. Victorian Open, that's growing the game. Tony Finau, Cameron Champ on the range in Innerswood uh, before the Riviera on the range with like about 50 kids till dark. That's growing the game. Mm. Uh, commentary, Mike, you would have watched a little bit of the the Open. Watched a very, very little amount. Being down on the beach, I didn't have my normal access, so I only had golf TV, which uh, did not show the Vic mm. Open. So it was a little bit on the Foxtel on the phone, and that was about it. I thought it was pretty good. I think Nico Hearn does a great job on the commentary. I could, you know, I could see him if he wanted to turn his hand to it and uh, head somewhere. Probably won't do it, but uh, I think he's pretty good. And having Alison Whitaker. Uh, down on the ground commentating here was great. I love uh, Alison and uh, the way that she can articulate what she knows about the game, what she knows about the players. It was great. Uh, Ports was down there, caught up with Ports. Um, Ports is good. He's a man on the ground doing you know, the uh, shot by shot. And um, yeah, Brie Lachlan was down there as well. So it was, it was great. I thought I thought the Australian commentary um, effort is, is fabulous. Um, given I agree, mate. I think it's... I mean, I'm only, a lot of those guys did the, the point of um, Aussie PGA, and I think they do a really good job. I think there's just more we could do with it. I didn't watch a lot this week, so I won't talk to you this week. Um, because guys like Nick that week and Ports and those guys, they, they have good insight, just giving them more tools to get people to want to watch it. Yeah. Because the only people that are watching the Vic Open are us on TV. Mm. People that are getting down there are locals, and I love the fact that they can walk around with no ropes and people walking their dogs. Fantastic! Like that's what that's going to get people who are just partially remotely interested in golf to go down there and see it in the flesh. But in this day and age, you need to get people's eyeballs on it on TV, or at least watching highlights and things going on. And um, yeah, you've got to jazz it up in a way that gets them to do that. Uh, it's a bit late in the podcast. We should have led with this, but I do want to give a special. Uh, congratulatory shout out to a young friend of mine uh, who I recently played golf with, uh, with uh, Jamie, a client of Jamie's. Um, and I tell you that because it just shows how much effort she puts into her game at such an early age to get ready for the next level. Um, and we were playing with Chris Smith and uh, she said to me, oh, who's Chris Smith? Uh, what is, what's, how do you know Chris? And, you know, if you listen to this, you know Chris Smith. Well, he's great. He's a great guy. Been on TV recently. Uh, golfer, um, obviously a Meyer ambassador. So he's a fairly good-looking bloke. And when I told my wife I was playing with Chris Smith, she wanted to come too. It's the only time she ever ever wanted to go to golf. <laughs> and I said to young Keely Marks, that's who I'm talking about. Uh, Keely, uh, better text your mum and uh, ask your mum who Chris Smith is. She's better. She's better explaining it than me. Um, but anyway, Keely played. It was her first professional event, so she had to go through the cuts. There's three cuts. And she made all three, and she played really, really well. I think she had eight over for the tournament. It yep. wasn't was not easy conditions down there. It was blowing uh, quite substantially on on the courses, and uh, for her to for her to finish so strongly um, just shows that the more tournament high pressure stakes she gets under her belt, you know, she's a great young girl, but a great young golfer, and uh, I was so happy to see and, her. Uh, and had a. Injury battles for the last yeah. 24 months as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, also just got her peas. And also just got her peas and uh, she's going to be 
no longer does uh, Darren and Rochelle have to drive it down from up in the hills. <laughs> drive it down to Peninsula. To Peninsula I Kingswood. text him, I'm going, what are you doing down there? And he's like, it's been a dad. Yeah. <laughs> so Keely recently joined Peninsula Kingswood and uh, she comes down there and uses the facilities to practice and play and all that sort of thing. So her, her dad or her mum, uh, Darren and Rochelle, who are great golfing parents, um, very dedicated. She'll to- probably be happy to have not heard me talk about the lawn for the last month. <laughs> I, I'm not sure she's still listening, but uh, yeah, we haven't we have given the lawn a rest. But anyway, congrats, Keely. Um, obviously, she is going to be playing as a cyclonita at uh, Iowa State uh, when she finishes her high school year this year. Uh, she's oh, already, really? Yeah, she's already signed on for Iowa State. Be she's, a hawk. She's committed. And um, Iowa State, and I'll tell you what now. That's the red, the red, red one with I. Yeah. I'm, Hang on, I've got to get it right because um, I'm pretty sure it's Iowa. There's State. also oh, there's Iowa and Iowa State. So, oh. well, you you keep talking, Rock, and I'll quickly look it up. I know the golf team's called the Cyclonitas. So the thing that the thing that she's gonna absolutely love, Keely, Iowa versus Iowa State. Football games, college football, and the rivalry between these two, and the tailgating that goes on with that, you have to. You, you'll never experience anything like this in your life. Yeah. The, the, the next closest would be like going to a Nebraska game versus Iowa. Uh, the Cyclone is uh, Iowa State, so that's who uh, I think Keeley's committed to. Yeah, because I, uh, I think it's Iowa. They actually have... I've got to get it right. I think Iowa, and I can't remember if it's Iowa or Iowa State, but I think it might be just Iowa. They, um, the the children's hospital actually overlooks the stadium, so so a lot of the kids in there they're in there for um, dealing with lots of different illnesses and stuff like that. They can actually see onto onto the field, and the the teams and the players um, go and spend a lot of time with the kids in there, and they raise a lot of money for the hospital. It's part of the part of the campus but also um yeah it's it's quite there's some quite good things that happen there we've got a, there's a few players that can't play from iowa playing in the 49ers um didn't you know that keely committed to iowa state you didn't no. okay but uh the point i mentioned about jamie glazier who caught up with her to have a game of golf while she was back is you know she's been you know working on that part of her game as part of her overall performance strategy for a number of years and it just uh goes to show how valuable the type of work that Jamie does. Um, talking to Hannah, Hannah Green, bumped into Jared Felton uh, on the putting green. Um, Hannah's partner, Jared Felton, uh, who was a great guest on the pod, uh, recent episode of the Mental Mastery podcast. If you want to go and check Good that player out, player in his day, great player, still is. And um, but you know, like a lot of golfers through COVID, has had some challenges. Uh, there's a great episode over there on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. If you check that out with Jared Felton, Hannah Green's partner. Um, what else? Anything else? Uh, the Super Bowl. I had it on on in the shop, but I was too busy answering the phone and selling uh, Pro Vs and Wilson Triads and um, Chrome Softs and Strix and Diamond Z Stars and you name it. Any 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 discussion points on the uh, Super Bowl? The fact that my team lost to the team that won when we shouldn't have. I'm filthy on. We'll just leave it at that. Your team weren't in it, were they? No, we played 49ers, played the Rams in the conference championship two weeks ago. Mm. We were up by 10 with a quarter and a bit to go, and we lost. 
So your team should have been in the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, this was this was one of those ones where if we we would have won that because we, we played the Bengals earlier in the year and we beat them. We were, yeah, we should never. Shit. Oh, he's bitter. He's gone off. He's it's almost a walk off. Uh, Mike, you wouldn't have watched any of the Super Bowl, would you? Nah, I watched the uh, I watched the Phoenix over the playoff, which I think bled into about the first ten minutes of the Super Bowl, and then I went and played golf. I did come home and watch the halftime show. Though. Uh, reports uh, on this halftime. Kendrick Lamar and Eminem and those guys. That was good. That was good. Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Dogg. Everyone was going on about how great it was and how amazing. Look, it was really, really good. I did like the little Eminem thing where he took a knee. Um, it's sort of a message. Uh, but it still doesn't beat Prince in Miami. Prince at halftime in Miami was... That was electric. What year was that? That was 2014, I think it was. Wow. Oh, Princey, we miss him. Yeah. There's a, there's a really good video on YouTube about that one where, you know, it was raining. So you got the big stage and he's wearing heels. He's got all these other things, you know, his um, dancers are wearing heels and the director rings and says to Prince, to go, Prince, just want to let you know. It's raining. The forecast is that it's not going to stop. He goes, are you sure you're okay to go on? And he goes, yeah. He says, is there anything you need from us? And he goes, can you make it rain harder? <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, I've just checked the rundown sheet. Uh, we've covered everything that we had planned uh, and written down on the rundown sheet to cover off on. That means, I didn't know we had a rundown sheet, so that's good. Yeah, so that's a joke. That's the whole thing. There's oh. not a rundown sheet. There's never anything <laughs> written down that we have to cover off on. It just comes out. Um, so we've covered everything on the rundown sheet, i.e. there's nothing on the rundown sheet. Uh, if there's nothing else that we need to talk about an hour and seven minutes in, we should wrap it up, eh? Yeah, the only thing, because obviously Keeley going to Iowa State, again, I've talked about the Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, it's the Iowa Children's Hospital. So my... Mini rabbit hole with a good cause and a good heart is everyone go to YouTube, not YouTube, go to um, just go to Google, put Iowa um, Children's Hospital or Iowa University Children's Hospital and just look at the photos and you'll see the hospital they built where a lot of these kids are going through all sorts of treatment and stuff and they actually get a, a view of the game. And there's a, there's a, there's, I think there's some videos talking about, um, you know, what they, uh, the players that go to Iowa actually do as well. So, actually, Rocket, it's so so good that you just said that because you've just reminded me of something. Now I'm not at home, as we know, but a package came in the mail for me in the last couple of days while I wasn't home. <laughs> and in that package is a donation for Rocket to bleach his hair blonde. Did you were you across this, Rocket? Because the money's come from your mum. Cold hard cash has come in the mail to me to deposit into the uh, account for the Die Rockets Hair Blonde. So, uh, Ma Rocket, I'll be, I think it was, uh, I think it was 
Why, why couldn't she just send you her bloody My Kiss biscuits? <laughs> I, I think there's some other stuff. Elise opened it up today and I told Elise, don't open up anything that looks like biscuits because it's not for you. There was some garlic in there, some other things, and there was oh, some Oh, yeah. I tell you what, Mike, you are going to absolutely lose your shit when it comes to that garlic. <laughs> I, was just, I was just impressed as she said, money in the mail. So that's um, Thanks, my Mum. rocket. It'll be Thanks. deposited under your name to... Um, Rocket's hair dyeing uh, cause uh, in the next 24 hours. Uh, I did get a, a photo sent to me today by one of uh, my uh, staff members. Uh, let's see if I can just bring it up here. Uh, I sent you a picture of the blue screen of death, which happened just as we were about to uh, come on. But uh, here we go. I don't know if you can see that, uh, gents, but it's a uh, bubble wrap white plastic. And Rocket, you've probably, you know, had a personal sort of sticker on there. I, I think I got a package too, um, Mike. Uh, Marie Heron from uh, Port Arthur, Tasmania. Thank you very much, uh, Mar Rocket, for sending up a package. I haven't got it yet, but I will get it. Uh, all the, uh, all There's the stuff. money in that one too. There's, we're going to have to have a... There's a package going to your house with bleach in it, Rocket. <laughs> Rocket, people, people did think in your absence in the week directly after we, once again, in an unscripted fashion, goaded you into trying... You know, blonde your hair like Bryce, uh, like Brooks did, uh, for a donation to the Lifeline, which Mike and I made, by the way. Um, people thought that you had actually done it, and you didn't want to come on and show us in the week after. <laughs> Clearly, well, you've had time to have regrowth since then, so you maybe that's the case, but I don't think you did. Um, no? Thanks, Mum. Thanks. It's great. Thanks. It's not too late. Maybe you could just think of something else. Yeah, it's not you... too late to send it back. No, but maybe you could think of something else that you could do for Lifeline. Yeah, can we do a half marathon or a marathon? Not me, you. Can you do something? <laughs> half marathon. Can you do something? You know, I... Mike and I did our bit. Uh, Lifeline one three one 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 four. Um, did some great work. Those people. Uh, thanks, gents. The, un the unscripted script has come to an end and uh, we'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast. Don't forget to check it out at YouTube and all points in between. Uh, don't block Rocket on Twitter. You need no, more. follow me. Follow, yeah, need, yeah, follow me. I need to get to 1,000. I need to get to 1,000. The, the special things happen when you get to 1,000 on Twitter. Do you get you know, free, do you get released special access or anything? No, I have no idea. I just want to get to 1,000. I've been sitting around, this, around the 700 mark, but it's too long. Maybe they don't like my political views. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. mind getting. I've been diving in the dumpster of you know the nest at the moment. Wouldn't mind getting to 150 uh, YouTube subscribers, and Mike's going to come forward with some Pete Cheese Week yeah. activity if we get to 150. I don't know what he's going to give, but he's going to give something. Uh, well, we need to get we need to get to a thousand on YouTube before we can get one cent per one million views. But uh, at the current rate, we'll be podcasting until 2057. Um, anyway. All great things, you know. Overnight successes take a long time. Maybe I need to get the drone up more often. Oh, that was fun over Mornington Golf Course yesterday, yesterday night. I might have to get the drone up more often. All right, we'll see you next week on the Mile of Golf Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.